Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. Being an upland hunter in the south nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code G. GDIY 20 at checkout to save 20%. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gundog world. You will hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think it would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogityourself.com and complete the form and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. Welcome back to another edition of the GDIY Profile. This week we have Joe Fontana on the line. Joe, how you doing? I'm great, Nick. How are you? Uh, living the dream as always. Go ahead and uh, tell everybody where you're from and what kind of dog you run. Sure. Yeah, hi. My name's uh, Joe Fontana. I'm from Florence, New Jersey. Uh, keeping the New Jersey train going here. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I have a, I have a Vishla, um, ten month old uh, female named Remy. Um, she is my second Vishla. Um, prior to that, I did have a male uh, Vishla for 13 years. His name was Gunner. Um, and, uh, you know, I just really enjoyed, uh, working with that breed. Gotcha. So what did, did you just hunt Gunner? Was he just kind of a companion dog? Kind of what level did you do, uh, do Gunner with? So he was, uh, it's, it started off, you know, typically, uh, got married, right. It's the, the first dog, um, getting, you know, once I got married, my wife and I started looking, she had her, um, eyes on some other dogs, but we, we went ahead and, uh, settled on the Vishla. Um, and originally I had some expectations of getting into some competitions, but, um, it ended up just being a, a hunting dog and more importantly, a family dog. Um, and you know, we, we did some, uh, levels of training and, uh, you know, it was pretty much like riding a bike when I was, when I got done like two years of training with, with Gunner, I was able to take him out and, it was uh, really fun to just get out with folks and introduce different friends and family um, to the outdoors is what I enjoy the most. Yeah, for sure. So you said that y'all were kind of eyeing a few different breeds. Uh, what made you decide on the red red dog? 
So I, I would say it, it goes back to, um, I used to deer hunt a lot with my dad. Uh, he introduced me, you know, to the outdoors and big into deer hunting and, and bass fishing. And one of the, the properties that we would hunt at, uh, one of the, the sons of the owner was there one day and he was running dogs and he had an Italian Spavoni and he had a Vishla. And it was just one of those dogs that kind of always stuck in the back of my head. Um, and when we started looking, uh, my wife didn't really have an idea of what she wanted, but I, I kind of knew um, I, I wanted a, a pointer. And then, uh, you know, we, we just went down the visual plant from there and, and I was lucky enough to find um, a real good breeder out of Connecticut. Awesome. So what type of hunting or activities are you doing right now? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into Remy's training and what, what level uh, Remy's at, but you know, what, what is it that you do that, it, what, what type of hunting? Yeah. You know, are you grouse? Are you doing the pheasant release program or just anything? Do you travel? What do you do? Yeah, I, I pretty much stay local. Um, in New Jersey, they have it, a pheasant release program. Um, with my prior Vishla, that's all I pretty much did. Um, with Remy though, I, I recently got hooked up with, um, some guys and, and I joined a bird club and it's from like November to March, you get two pheasant or three chucker every week. Um, and that, that's kind of where I've been working, uh, you know, hunting slash training for the last couple months. So with Remy. Awesome. So how does, I haven't really heard of a, a bird club, you know, when we spoke uh, a week or two ago before getting a hunter to do this, you mentioned that and, uh, that sounds like a pretty nice little setup, but how does that work? Is it just kind of a group of friends or is it kind of a preserve that just offers training opportunities to people that, that just kind of buys a membership? Yeah, this is more a, a group of friends. Um, it's like a, the, the guy that apparently, um, had the property was a big bird hunter. I, I and this is my first year, so I don't have all the history, but I do know that, um, he was like 94 and within this past year he passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been like a tradition. He's passed it down to, to people and, and, um, they've continued to, to pass it down. And a good friend of mine who's in my fishing club knew that I got another dog and he introduced me to the, uh, the guy that runs the club and I was able to get in there. Um, and pretty much it's, you, you pay a membership fee and, and honestly it's $450. You can't beat it. And uh, you know, I get, I get birds from November through March. <laughs> okay. So yeah, if you yeah. use that every week, then I mean, yeah, that's right. a pretty good deal. Yep. Awesome. So with Remy, what, what level is Remy at right now? What are y'all working on and what, what's kind of been the journey like with her so far compared to your first dog gunner? Yeah. I, so I'll give you a little history on Gunner where I started with him. Um, you know, I, I had read some books. Uh, I figured I'd, I'd give it a shot myself and I had gotten some quail, put some quail out. And I quickly realized that the dog's just not pointing. And I probably was a little in over my head. And this is before, you know, I could get on the internet and, and, and gather information. Um, it, it, it was, it wasn't as thorough, let's say as it is now. So, right. Um, I reached out to the breeder and a few contacts and, the, and they got me in touch and, and I got to share this story first because they got me in touch with a guy who, um, 
came highly recommended, right? When you get a recommendation through the breeder, you think that's the right way to go. Yeah. So I, I met, I met with him like literally once or twice. And I don't even remember if he did a bird introduction. All I can remember though, Nick is I'm there. He's like, Oh, we're going to get this dog to woe. And you know, me not knowing at the time, you know, he had the post in the ground and he did the half hitch and he's pulling on Gunner and like Gunner's flipping out. And, and I get it. You, sometimes you put tension on and you give them, get them to submit. So they stand still. Well, this dog was like the exorcist flipping out. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I, I was like, Oh, is this, you know, I didn't know, is this the right thing? Is this not the right thing? Yeah. So I, I went like once or twice. And at that point I realized that he started to personally, not like me, this is gunner, not like me, not like other men that came around. So I knew I was going down the wrong path. Um, which, which led me to, you know, go down a different path and reach out to another contact, um, a gentleman by the name of Brian Maloney. And the awesome thing was that with that is it was more like a side by side training session. I wasn't sending the dog away every week. You know, I drive to the club, um, and work alongside with him and I was able to learn information, right? He was essentially now, training you other than just training your dog, which a, a lot of trainers do. You know, it doesn't do a whole lot of good to train the dog if you don't train the person at, at least enough to understand what the dog is trained to or how, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it, that was the best thing to, to kind of go there and, and watch and learn. And then, you know, fast forward, I guess, I don't even know, 13, 14 years later, with all the information on the internet and me knowing kind of what I saw when I was training Gunner. And I, I, I said, let's, let's try this one. Uh, let's try this one myself. And the first thing I knew is I'm going to need some birds. And, and I had, um, got the pigeon coop started that we had talked about. There you go. Yep. Yeah, man. It, real quick touch on your pigeon coop. Cause that's how we kind of came in contact. I mean, months ago when we did our pigeon episode, I think you were one of the first ones that sent us pictures of the coop that you made. And, and I loved it because it, it really is true DIY making it work with what you have. So real quick, kind of talk about your pigeon coop and and how that came about. Yeah, no, no problem. So I had, I have two girls. Uh, they're 13 and 11 right now. So they're pretty much beyond the swing set stage. So I had this swing set in the backyard that, you know, and a little bit of chicken wire and some <laughs> plywood in my mind, uh, you know, I'm like, Hey, this is going to be a great pigeon coop. So, um, knowing we were getting a puppy, I took a chainsaw to it and, and cut it in <laughs> half, <laughs> got some cinder blocks and, uh, and, and mounted it. And I went to town with a, a, a nail gun uh, and I'm sorry, a, um, staple gun and, and some chicken wire. And before you know it, uh, I had a pigeon coop. And then I needed to find pigeons. So I, I was lucky enough to find a farmer nearby who had pigeons. And uh, now I got pigeons in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask, since you did this, have your daughters once asked where their uh, swing set was? Have they missed the swing set at all? No, it, they were probably <laughs> one or two years without using it at all anyway. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. It needed to re be repurposed. I love it. Instead of just selling it off or, or uh, having somebody come pick it up or trash it, it's just like, well, let's let's use it. You got got a nice little A-frame here. Let's make it into an A-frame pigeon coop. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think at most it cost me 50 bucks. Like I took, yep. I took the swing set and put a little chicken wire on it and, uh, and a little Avery in the front and I had a pigeon coop. So. Awesome. And that, it's been fun. It ain't gotta it's be pretty. It's just gotta hold birds and, uh, you know, make, let them survive and, and a way for them to home back in. That's really it. Absolutely. You find yourself too, you know, watching the pigeons just as much as the dogs. So oh man. Pretty neat. Everybody I've talked to, and so at my old house, I had a a little small flock, and it was like right when they're ready to start homing and flying and everything, we we ended up selling the house and moving. But it, it's amazing how you just get used to just kind of watching the birds. It's like you you start looking at them as pets, and I mean, it's everybody I've talked to. It's just you kind of gain a whole new. Uh, respect for the bird, I guess you can call it, just by watching them. They're, they're just interesting creatures, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if only I could figure out a way to keep the hawks away, yeah. I, I'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> they're putting the hurting on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they, they'll do that. So uh, so you got pigeons, and so you, you kind of learned from your first, first attempt with Gunner, which mm-hmm. we all do on our first dog. You have pigeons. You're on your second dog now. What are you doing with Remy? You know, walk us through it, how it's gone, and has it gone as well in your head as what you thought it was going to, uh, taking the step into doing this yourself the whole way through? Yeah, sure. So um, I would say that it's gone pretty much as planned, except for I, I feel like she has a little bit more chase and less point now. Um, so, you know, I did the bird introduction uh, again. I was lucky enough to have the pigeons, So that kind of worked pretty well. Um, I, I had a launcher, um, and, and you and I had talked previously about the launchers, but, um, you know, I've been popping birds in the launcher for her. Um, and she was pointing good on pigeons. And then we recently, um, this hunting season switched over to, you know, chucker or pheasant, and she'd be hit or miss um, as far as pointing. At one bird she'd point, the next bird she'd move in on. Uh, you know, and, and I've been kind of working through that a little bit. Uh, actually, it's funny to the point where I, I, you know, I was having some struggles, and I actually reached out to the old trainer um, who's actually in Florida right now um, and, and isn't training birds any, or bird dogs anymore. But he said, "Hey, why don't why don't we Facetime one day, and 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 we can, you know, set something up, and I'll keep an eye and watch." Yeah. And I told him, "You know, I'm big into softball. My girls play uh, travel softball, and a lot of the the hitting lessons and pitching lessons now are all done via like Facetime." And yeah. I said, "Hey, you might be on to something. You could sit on your couch and train bird dogs, you know, <laughs> yep. <laughs> via Facetime." Yep. But we were out today. Um, and she had a very good day. She she pointed uh, very well to the point, and, and I'll share a funny story with you. I, I just posted a picture on my Instagram page. There's a little creek that runs through the property, and um, a bird had flew off, uh, and I knew kind of in the area where it was. Uh, when we went over there, it just happened to be like right where the creek is. So we went on one side. I thought it flew over the creek. Next thing you know, she's standing in the middle of the Creek and I'm like, what is she doing? I, I thought she had wanted to swim across or go over to, um, my buddy who, who was there with me and she's just standing there. And then finally I called her back and we walked around the other side. Don't you know, there was a, a, a chucker in that Creek bed that <laughs> ended up being there. I, 
you know, you always trust the dog, man. That's yeah. one thing I've definitely learned. So again, remind me, how old is Remy now? She's 10 months. 10 months. Okay. So, you know, she's still just figuring out this game and you're figuring it out along, you know, this is the first dog that you said that you're going to try doing it a hundred percent on your own. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the, the pointing concern, and I, I don't even want to call it a concern cause she's 10 months old. It's kind of what I told you the other day. She's still a puppy, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's going to come along, but it's a pretty common concern with a lot of people. You know, they get these pointing dogs. They're like, Oh, my dog, has an issue pointing it won't point as well how old is it uh five months old it's like give it time right it'll show up uh walk us through you know you talked about gunner you took it to to a trainer he didn't respond well to the woe post and the woe post is an established method but like we talk about on this podcast a lot not every method is conducive for every dog every dog is different what did you how did you go about training remy on woe how did you change that up seeing how it responded with Gunner on in the past with Woe Post? Did you change the method up or did you just try and go about it a little bit easier on the Woe Post? I actually haven't started Woe Introduction yet. Um, I, I'm probably going to try the heal method um, yeah. where you heal her and, and get her to stop and say, well, and, and we'll see kind of how that works. I can tell you the the guy that I ended up going to did also use the woe post. I think it's, um, I think it's a valuable tool once the dog kind of understands what's going on. Right. Um, so I, I plan on using that as well too. Once I, I get into, um, you know, you know, woe introduction and, and that'll probably, I'm thinking will happen in the next month or two. I was going to try to wait until she's about a year, uh, before I introduce her to woe. Gotcha. So you're just pretty much concentrating on the pointing and getting through the hunting season before you take it up to the next, uh, next level with woe. What are your long-term plans with this dog? You know, is it just like you did with Gunner, the, the pheasant release program, or do you have these dream hunts or trips that you want to go on? Or are you eventually going to get into, you know, NAVDA or any trial system or anything like that? Yeah, I, I would like to get into um, like NAVDA or, or some trial systems. I don't know if I'm going to make it there with Remy. Like I said, I'm so busy with my girls in softball. Yeah, But I, I'll tell you what I, I really enjoy. I want her to get to the point where I can take people out and introduce them to the outdoors, right? Yeah. There's nothing that I enjoy more than getting out, watching the, the dog work and someone shooting their first bird, right? I've been lucky enough to introduce um, like two or three people that have now went and um, gotten bird dogs, right? One one of my buddies got a, a Griffon. Another buddy just got a, a German Shorthair. But a lot of their introduction was over Gunner, right? We we would hunt with Gunner, and and they you get addicted, <laughs> right? And I, I that's that's really what my passion is 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 introducing people to the outdoors. I've, you know, I've been able to take, um, two or three kids on my youngest daughter's softball team now. Right. And and not hunting, but they're in their orange, right. They're watching the dog run around. It feels like they're hunting. You know, I, am the only one with a gun, but it's that introduction. And, you know, one of the, um, one of the girl's mom said, no, she's always wanted to hunt. And thank you so much for taking them out. You know, I love making that impression on, 
on, on people and getting them introduced to the outdoors. It, it really is, is a passion of mine. So if, if I get to just that level, Nick, uh, where she's a solid hunting dog and I can introduce people, um, I'm happy. I'm a competitive person at heart and, and I'd love to get, um, you know, get into that, that competition game. I just don't know if, if the next two or three years, four years are conducive with as busy as I am with, with the girls in softball. No, absolutely. It's a, it's a give and take, you know, life definitely can get in the way of, of what we, you know, love to do. But, uh, how, how is that? You know, you have a family, you got two girls, do they enjoy getting out and training and working the dog as well? You, you've taken some of their teammates out, but do they enjoy getting out with you as much as, uh, as much as you like to get out? Yeah, definitely my youngest, uh, Madison, my oldest, uh, she hasn't really come out. And and when I told the the girls we were going to get another dog, I told them, look, you're going to have to go get your hunting license. And I want to get you guys out with me training. My oldest hasn't taken me up on it yet. Um, (laughs) my youngest definitely, definitely has. And, um, she enjoys it. And just for this, you know, past Christmas, I got her some rubber boots and, you know, an orange vest and an orange sweatshirt. So she's, she's all pumped up and excited to, to start going out with me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Joe, I mean, I, I appreciate you making time and coming on and sharing your story before we let you go. You've already told us a few good stories. What's the, what's your favorite story since you've been in, whether it's Gunner or Remy, you know, just the first story that comes to mind, it can be from introducing somebody to the sport, whatever, just what's the first story that came to mind that, uh, you would not have experienced without getting into the gun dog world. Yeah, I would say, and it's funny what happened today is, is, um, pretty, you know, fitting for the story I'm about to tell you, but Gunner, um, at about 10 years old and it's a little bit long winded, Nick, but let me run through it real quick because I think this is good information for people. Um, at about nine or 10 years old, my, my youngest daughter, who now likes to hunt with me, was eating a, p- a piece of corn on the cob, and it fell off her plate, and Gunner was under the table and devoured it. And I didn't think anything <laughs> of it, right? I didn't think anything of it at the time. And about three, I would say almost three to five weeks later, all of a sudden, he started getting real sick, and we couldn't figure out why. We were back and forth to the vet multiple times. Long story short... Um, the corn on the cob, the actual cob itself isn't digestible. So he had to have an emergency surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there he kind of went downhill and actually lost vision in one eye. And I think it was from the excessive vomiting. I'm not a vet. I'm, it's just my assumption. Um, so what I did then is, you know, I was a little hesitant. He had one eye. If he something poked him in the eye, um, as we were out hunting, I would have felt bad. Right. And yeah, but he, he loved doing it. Right. And right up until, you know, that, that very last year, um, I was out hunting with my brother and his son and the dog's pointing and it literally his nose is, is facing a tree. And then there's a lay down on the other side of it. So it looked like he's pointing a tree. And I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing? I know you're blind, but <laughs> what are you doing? Well, don't you know, I walked around to the other side and there was a chucker tucked in behind that tree. And, you know, the moral of the story is you got to trust the dog They're, They know more than you. And it's amazing. You know, when you start interjecting yourself, um, 
into the training, it, 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 it really does hurt the dog. Let them be a dog, let them have fun. And, um, you, you'd be surprised. And, and the same thing with the Creek bed story today, right? That bird was across the Creek bed and I'm like, what are you doing standing in the water? <laughs> and she's sitting <laughs> right? there like, if you only knew. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly, man. I always, you know, I always the, the nose say doesn't lie. I always say it. I just summarize it. Trust the hunter with the longest nose. That's what I always say. And then, That's right. you know, but it, you, you get caught up. I've had people tell me you got to trust your dog. And, you know, I'm usually pretty good at it, but every now and again, you know, we, we all second guess them and then you you have that moment to where that yep. they make you pay for it. So. Absolutely, man. Well, awesome, Joe. Again, I appreciate you making time and coming on and sharing your story. And, uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to share before we uh, cut this off? No, I I think that's it, Nick. You know, again, average Joe is pretty much me. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, my passion is introducing people to the outdoors. There you go. Whether it's fishing or hunting, I, I love it. Perfect. Yep. Got it. Appreciate it, average Joe Fontana. Pre- that's right, man. Yep. All right. Well, we'll check back next week, guys. All right. Take care. Have a uh, happy new year. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukonuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukonuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.